0: Welcome to the Cedar Lake Christian Center podcast. We hope that you are inspired and fulfilled by this week's message from Pastor Neil Hopper. If you would like to know more about us, visit our website at clcc.church. Thank you, sir. God bless you. I know some of you have uh, come in in the last few minutes. Thank you for... Making an effort to be here today and to be with us, um, just uh, feel like. So, okay, if I just tell you how how I feel in my spirit, how I feel in my spirit. Sometimes, you know, you you uh, you sense uh, that God. And right now is one of those. I almost feel like I'm in a holding pattern. That may not mean anything to you, but if you've ever been on an air an airplane where you were in a holding pattern and they they're flying around and around, around Hartsfield. In a holding pattern, you get to see a lot of scenery, but you don't get to see your, de- you don't feel like you're getting anywhere closer to the destination. And that's kind of how I feel, uh, prophetically. I feel like I'm in a holding pattern that, uh, for whatever particular reason that, um, and, and most of the time that is, it, it, of course, in the natural, it's that way because there is, um, be, because there's, not uh, visibility or those type things in the spiritual it's just waiting on the timing of God and sometimes you know why is it that waiting is such a huge part of faith well it's because faith and patience always work together and if you're going to be a person of faith, the biggest issue sometimes in overcoming and and obtaining the promise is learning how to be uh, patient and to do it in the right spirit, amen to do, it, to do it in the right, so I can be a little maybe frustrated if if, uh, if i don 't watch myself look it, it, there's a, you know what I do on an airplane when that 's that way? I just sit back and let the captain the, let the, the the pilot the captain do his job i just I, I have to let people who I have to let people who have more understanding and know what 's best for me I have to let them do their job it 's the same way in the spirit you have to allow God the opportunity to just do what He does and allow Him to be God in your life. So sometimes, and I'm just I'm just being totally honest with you, I feel good about my relationship where I am with God and where we are right now and all of those things, but there are times that you you, uh, you just might feel like, and some people maybe, I know Jean-Ann said amen, uh, some of you may identify with kind of being in a holding pattern spiritually. You feel like, man, I believe God has some things for me, but for whatever reason, I'm, I'm just, I'm kind of circling right now, but I'm telling you, you you'll land, you, you will land, and, and everything, God has such a magnificent way uh, that He works things out for His own good and for your glory, and that's one of the things that I encourage you. He, he really does have an incredible ability to work all things together for the good, and if you can learn to trust him in that, life is really a much better place. You can enjoy life as long as you know hey i, I I'm just going to trust him and and uh, I, this this thing will land and there'll be movement um, you, you you may want to look at somebody and say hey there, there'll be movement there's going to be movement there's going to be movement there's going to be movement as soon as the clouds leave, as soon as God gets ready to do what he wants to do there'll be movement so don't don't allow yourself um to get into frustration faith and frustration never work well together they're like oil and water so i can't be i can't be frustrated and in faith all at the same time there's a, a tremendous amount of peace that comes when you just walk in faith you know just a tremendous amount of peace and joy that comes when i just walk in faith so today i want to talk to you about three things they are uh, they're, they're not Christmas related. I wish I could tell you that they were, but they're spiritually related. And I'm much more interested in I'm much more interested in building you spiritually uh, than I am uh, giving a Christmas sermon per se. I, I think um, we, we'll get to that. I have uh, something that I'm working on. Uh, several things in the Christmas story that I've never seen. Do all of you go back and read the Christmas story again every year and just see what you didn't see last year? If you don't, I encourage you to go back, read the Christmas story again, because there's always things in there that you did not see or you uh, didn't maybe catch the first time around. With all of the the characters, with all the people in the story, you can look at all of... um, uh, of the surrounding things that were happening in the world at that time. You can look at shepherds abiding in their field by night. You can look at, um, you can look at uh, a dream that leads them out of harm's way. There's all kinds of things in the story. I encourage each of you, go back and read the Christmas story again and ask God to open your eyes to see maybe some of the things that you haven't seen in In previous readings, because every year we we read the Christmas story um, th- this morning, I just asked God for grace to say some things to you that hopefully will be beneficial in the days ahead. First of all, uh, the first thing I want to talk to you about is I want to talk to you about dreaming I want to talk to you about dreaming and um I want to say, keep dreaming. Many of you remember several years ago, I told you that I felt like God spoke to me and said, it's time to dream again. And that's because we can, you can get into a place where you will just turn off the whole dream side of you. You don't dream and you stop dreaming because you got responsibility and you have things that have to be uh, taken care of. So you don't dream anymore. You don't dream about what could be. And for some of you, you, you may be where I am. I'm not dreaming about just things for me anymore. I'm dreaming about not just a white Christmas. I'm not, that, that'd be wonderful, right? You can dream of a white Christmas all you want, as long as I can stay home. Amen. But uh, we're going to have church on Christmas up in her, okay? But, uh, but, <laughs> but uh, dreaming, what I mean is, is some of you 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 get into a place where you're looking inward and downward and you don't dream about things here's what i'm talking about i want you to dream about what cedar town what your city what your community would look like if you if every person was born again and surrendered their life to christ you say can that happen absolutely that can happen we need a citywide revival we need something that absolutely stirs people again turns the hearts of people back To Jesus. And the only way that's going to happen is if we dream again. And dreaming again uh, is going to require several things of you that I want you to get this morning. And first of all, dreamers keep on dreaming. Some of this I've preached here before. Dreamers keep on dreaming. If you allow every difficulty, every struggle, everything that comes your way, if you allow that to stop you from dreaming, then what will happen is is your focus will be on difficulty, situations, struggles. You'll be able to look at the world and say, just look at the world. We're, We're not making any headway. We're not making any progress. But I'm telling you, I felt like the Holy Spirit said, tell the people to dream again. Let's dream bigger. Let's think about what the world would be if we began to take this message that we believe is the message of the kingdom, the message of the gospel of Christ, and we were to dream again. Now, it's going to be important that in all of your dreaming that you make sure you dream God's dream. If you dream Chad's dream, that's your dream. Now, God could give you that dream, but it's about dreaming His dream. It's about making sure that we're aligning ourselves with a kingdom understanding of what God wants to do in the earth. Say it another way. You want to know how to be successful in your Christian walk. I can teach you this. You'll know how to be successful in ministry or in any kind of Christian outreach or pretty much anything you do. Find out what God wants to do and do that. Find out what God wants to do and do that. If you'll find out what God wants to do, if you know, say it another way, if you know the heart of God, if you can get the heart of God for a situation and for a matter, then you can begin to align yourself, dream about what that's going to look like in the earth. We we are, as human beings, we're the only people, we're, we're the only thing on the planet, really, that has the ability to hold something in our mind, dream something in our minds, in our hearts, in our spirits, and then work toward it as a people to bring it to pass. Animals don't have that ability. I love my animals but they don't have the ability. We that's it's that's called vision. Vision is when I get a vision for what God wants to do in a community, in a church, in my family, in my business. Vision is in a sense it's God's dream. If you can see it, you can hold it in your heart you can relay that vision or that dream to other people. You can say, this is what I believe God wants to do. Look at what Holy Spirit wants to do in our community. And we can hold that in our head and in our hearts. But when we begin to share that, all of a sudden now then, it's not just something I'm holding in my heart. It's something that we can put faith toward and begin to work toward and see God begin to move in that situation. So it's really more than just You know, I have a dream. I love the speech, but listen, the reason I have a dream worked is because somebody didn't just keep a dream. They began to work toward that. They began to say, what can we do to come together, which is exactly what we do in the body of Christ. What can we do to come together to cause the dream and the heart of the Father to be released in the earth? It is more about aligning yourself with Him then you know I just have a dream out of my, out of my own head and out of what I want to do or my name in lights or whatever the situation might be. It has to be bigger than that, so first of all, dreamers keep dreaming, even when they 've been through hell i 've told the story many times that uh, I have a friend that I work with I worked with when I was young, and it was a joke for him, but he would come in oftentimes we, we worked in a, a, a business together for a long time and always on Martin Luther King he would come in and say if y'all knew my life i don't have a dream and he would always say i have a nightmare it's because his dad got put in prison when he was about 16 years old and he said my whole life was pulled out from under me he said, out from under me he said so y'all can dream all you want but he said, all I had, and he carried the shame of that. If you knew the whole story, you would understand that he carried a spirit of shame because it was on the front page of the paper in our little hometown, what his dad had done. And he, he didn't believe it, but that's what, he was, that's what he, he was convicted of. And that's what he went to prison for. And so he would say, he, we would all laugh at him and, and kind of just joke with him. And he would say, no, no, y'all don't understand. I have a nightmare. And he never, it wasn't until many years later, probably in the last five years, that he really submitted himself to Christ and stopped saying things like that. He just, he was, it's because he lived under the shame of something. Do you understand if you're living under something, the shame or what used to be, anything that used to be, if you're living under that, it's hard to dream. It's really hard to dream when you, when you, um, when you're living in the past. Or can I say it the other way? When the enemy traps you in a mindset that you struggle with, and for him, it was a a trap of shame and guilt and things that should have never been for a young man that did not have the ability to navigate those waters. But there is a people who say, I'm going to shake all that off and I'm gonna dream again. I'm gonna believe, no matter what age you are, if you're sitting in here, we can dream God's dream for society. When we pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. When we say, as in heaven, so in earth, we're saying, we want the dream of God. And if people could understand that, they would understand why we preach the kingdom. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost because we can dream a greater dream. And I'm dreaming of more than just a white Christmas. I'm dreaming of better things for Polk County, better things for Cedartown, better things for Rome and Floyd County. I'm dreaming of the Lordship of Jesus all over this region and all over this state. And then secondly, Dreamers refuse to have nightmares. Almost everybody in here, I know some of your story. And you have to almost say, I just refuse to live in that nightmare. I came out of a a difficult family, came out of a difficult situation. I could look around the room. There are people sitting in this room that used to sleep on a park bench. There are people sitting in this room that went through really tough times. Uh, marital situations. There, There are people sitting in this room that came from nothing. There are people who've suffered great loss, the loss of family, the loss of children. There are people sitting here that have had a lot of disappointment in life, but you have to say, I refuse to live in that. God has seated me in a heavenly place in Christ Jesus And one of the things that we do as believers is we rise above. We rise above every circumstance. Even emotionally, we rise above that. We allow God to do inner healing. We allow God to touch us. We ask Him, as I've done many times, God, heal me so I can heal others. God, touch me so I can touch others. I want to be free so I can get other people free. God set me free. So dreamers refuse to have nightmares. And then Dreamers also know how to say no. Dream, you, it's going to be hard for you to dream. Why? Because everybody is going to have, if you don't stick with the dream that God has given you for you, for your family, the vision, the dream, whatever you want to call it, if you don't stick with that, if, if you don't know what God has for you, there'll be, there'll be uh, 10 people lining up telling you what you ought to be doing. Even in church. We're famous for that in church. Well, if you don't know, well, let me just tell you. I'll, let, me, let me just tell you what you ought to be doing. Well, I thank God there's a, in a multitude of counselors, there's a ton of wisdom, right? Bible teaches us that. But if you don't know what God wants done in your marriage, in your home, in your community, or in and through your own life, there'll be people lining up to tell you what you ought to do. There'll be people that have all kinds of ideas about how you ought to live your life and what you ought to be doing, what you ought to spend your money on, what you ought... listen, you have to, there comes a time that you have to say no. You have to say no to the lie of hell and no to the plans of man and no to a lot of things. You may have to say no because it don't line up with what God has for you. If you, if you are one of those people, that that you're a yes person, and there's a lot of yes people sitting in here because you say yes almost every time we ask you to do something here, and I'm grateful for you people. You know, they say that 20, 20% of the people do 80% of the work in almost any office or church business. 20% of the people do about 80% of the work. So thank God for people who say yes, but and there's a time for that, but there's also a time for you to say, no, that doesn't line up with what I believe God has for me. How do we know we're going in the right direction, or how do we know we're doing what God wants us to do? It's easy. Figure out if it leads you into your purpose in God, then go with it. If it doesn't, you have to say no to that. Let me give you a good example. Um, one of, I saw a, what made me write this down some months ago, is I saw a bumper sticker, and it was about I think the the lady must have been or her her kids must have been uh, ballet dancers. And it it said, uh, uh, dancers say no. And I knew immediately what they were talking about. There's some things that you have to say no to If you're going to accomplish what you want to, and for her, obviously, it was probably going to practice, getting up early, doing the things that dancers have to do. If they're going to be successful, there's going to be things, if you're going to be successful in sports, if you're going to be successful in business, there's some things that you're not going to have any time for the nonsense because you're going to say, I don't have time for that, so I've got to say no to that so I can say yes to this. There's some things because you are aware that there's some things that come your way and that all they do is steal your emotional time, your spiritual time and energy. You have to be very aware of those things to stay on course and to stay focused. You have to be aware of what, you know, of, of what uh, y- y- you're called to do, of what you believe your calling is and walk toward that. And then Uh, And then fourthly, dreamers say yes. Dreamers say yes to new experiences. What if I told you to get what you've never had, you may have to do what you've never done. And I know that's hard for some people, uh, but to get what you've never had, you may have to do what you've never done. Well, I've never had to pray and fast. Well, maybe you have to do that. You, you, to, to get what you've never had, to live in, in, a, in a manner that's different than where you are right now, to get what you've never had, you may have to do what you've never done. And that's hard for some people, but there are times that God will call you into, it may be prayer and fasting, it may be something else that He calls you into, and you're gonna have to get past yourself and do some things you've never done I tell the story often. I I've, I've done it around here for years. The first time I got up next door to sing a song, I was thanking God that there was a little one of those modesty rails. We used to have one right back here. And it was about this high and Della I was sh- sh- shaking. And I I knew I wanted to sing. I wanted to get up and be able to uh, to grab a mic and minister in church and share and and sing. And and I can remember it was, um, we were doing, I think, a 4th of July thing, and to do what I wanted to do, I had to do what I'd never done. To go where I felt like God was calling me, I had to do what I'd never done before. And so I, I can remember getting up, Chad, and my knees were shaking, and I was afraid they could sit. We had corded mics back then. That was back in the day. And I... I was afraid they could see the mic shaking, and I was just doing my best. Now, they claim they didn't know anything, that nobody, the, oh, you did great, but that's church people. They're going to tell you that stuff. <laughs> They're going to encourage you. Yeah, you're. No, I mean, so I sing, um, I sing, um, and I'm proud to be an American where at least I know I'm free. And I won't forget the men who died who gave that right to me. And I'll gladly stand up next to you and defend her still today. Because there ain't no doubt I love this land. God bless the USA. So I, you know, I, I, I got through my song. But to get where I wanted to go, I can remember the first time somebody called me up to testify. I was just going to testify. And Lori and I were dating at the time. We weren't even married. And I can remember sitting down and, and I leaned over and said, What did I say? I'm so scared. I didn't. Even. I said, What did I say? She said, I'll tell you later. You did okay. I said, Praise God. I, I, did, I was just so scared. First time I ever got on the radio, so scared. To do, and that may not be your story, but to do. And to go where you've never gone, you may have to do what you've never done. Amen. It's, it's just, it, it is that way. I've never led a ministry. I've never been so bold as to tell people about, about the Lord right there in our business. I've never been so bold. You, you're gonna have to say yes to some new experiences. You're gonna have to say yes to uncomfortableness. You're gonna have to say yes, I can overcome my insecurities. You're gonna have to say yes to some things because God is looking for a greater yes. Amen? And the next, uh, <laughs> dreamers, um, they're an interesting group, right? Dreamers will seek till they find. There's a bit of uncomfortableness inside the heart of a dreamer. If you're dreaming and you know God has something more, I told you months ago that I believed we need to be asking God, praying, believing for more. God's not offended that you ask for more because every time we ask for more, we're not talking about more money. I want more. I wanna go deeper. I want him to unlock some things for me that I've never seen in his word. I want God to unlock realms in the spirit that I've never understood before. So, I'm asking God to do, to, to give me more, to show me more, to open up new doors of understanding. And so, here's what I say Dreamers will seek until they find, knock until it's open. Dreamers will seek and keep seeking. I, I always have it in seek mode. Always have, always will, I guess. I'm always, not, not because I'm going around with a prayer. You know, if you say pray without ceasing, that doesn't mean I go around speaking in tongues all day, or that I'm always uttering a prayer list, but there's always something. I want you to think about this. What does the word say? Pray without ceasing. How do you pray without ceasing? It's an openness in my spirit where I'm always open to what He wants to do. I'm, always, I'm not always verbalizing. He couldn't be saying that. I don't think at all that's what He's saying. I don't think at all that's what He's saying. But when He says pray without ceasing, there is an always an openness to Holy Spirit. There's always an openness to what He's saying in your heart. There's always an openness. And, and then next, I want to add this point because I think it's important. Please, I beg you, never never minimize the power of the word. Like when you open your Bible, please. Never, ever minimize the Word. We are Word people. We believe in the Word of the living God. We believe that the Word has priority. We believe that when you open the book, that God is talking to you. We believe that when you open the book, you're not just reading the book. The book is reading you. We believe that when you open the book, you should look for yourself and not just look for another truth. We we believe that, let me say that again, when you open the book, When you start to read, first of all, let it read you. Yes, we're not just looking for truths or uh, another uh, three-point sermon or any of those things. I'm saying, God, I never want to take for granted this word that's before me. I, I always want to give the highest authority, the highest place in my life to the word of the living God. If I tell you something wrong, the word will get it right. If I miss it, the word will be right. The word is always given a place of authority in our lives. We always submit ourselves to the word. We always seek not only his face and his presence, but we seek his word. We open up the word. We, we, and, and then next, dreamers figure out what God's dream is and they dream, dream that. That's so what I was talking about. You want to be successful in ministry. You want to be successful in life. You want to be successful in marriage? Figure out what God's dream is for a marriage or a relationship. If just in case anybody happens to be watching, I had a I had a, a, a breakfast or lunch the other day with a friend of mine. He's a pastor, old country boy, and he uh, he's a plumber by trade, but he sure is a wise man, and. We were talking about different things in life and we began to talk about relationships and he shared a story with me. He said, the first time I was married, I didn't know what I was doing. I think he was born again, but he wasn't seeking God. He didn't ask God how to be a husband. He he just said, I didn't know how to be a husband. I didn't know how to have a good relationship. That hadn't been modeled in my life. And he said, so ultimately what happened, because I didn't have sense enough to pray and ask God to help me be a good husband, he said, that marriage didn't last. And he said, I was really pretty content. I thought that I was gonna be good for the rest of my life. And then God brought a lady into my life and he said, I began to, uh, once I realized that this was growing more into something other than just a friendship, He said, immediately I began to pray and say, God, teach me how to be a good husband. Teach me, Holy Spirit, how to be a good husband. Now, this is important because he said, I didn't wait till the day we got married to pray the prayer. He said, I started early asking God to show me how to be a man of God and a husband to this woman because that way when we finally were married I was sitting on ready and understood and this is what he said he said I understood the office and I, I that's what caught me in the terminology he said because to me it's a, it's a calling it's 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 an office just like the office of the pastor or the office of the prophet he said it's a calling and he said if if I'm called to that office if I'm called to be in a relationship and in a marriage he said why would I wait till I get there to start praying about it I started praying Way before, way before, I asked the Holy Spirit to teach me. So figure out what God wants to do. Start moving in that direction. And then lastly, dreams that are independent from God's plan are most often just a human desire. Dreams that are independent of God's plan are most likely just a human desire. Sometimes they can be born of, of pride, born out of a lot of different things, but dreams uh, that are born a- apart from what God's doing in your life, apart from God's plan, are most often just human desires. Just human desires. And I, and I want to make sure... Uh, told somebody this morning, I said, I, I don't know that I know how to build a church, but I know how to teach people how to walk by faith. I know that, uh, I, I, I know, put it another way, I know how to build the body of Christ. And to do that, you have to build people. And we worry about numbers and other things as they come, as God sends them. But it's, it's, it's more about understanding how God wants to build our lives and what He wants to do in us. And I don't want any plan. I don't, I don't want to bring in anything or do anything that's independent of what He has planned for our lives, for this church, for this community. I don't want to do that. I want to make sure that whatever we do, we stay on course with, with His plan. And then lastly, I want to, I want to finish with this. Because several, it was back in November, the end of December, the end of November, um, God began to speak some things to me. Uh, I wrote this down on the 27th day of November. I felt like I heard the Holy Spirit say, Do what you once did. Do what you once did. And I knew right well what he was saying. I wrote, Many of us were first saved. And when we were first saved, we did whatever it took. We sought God, we prayed while we were driving. We read the word while we were sitting in waiting rooms and on our lunch break. We were hungry for what God had. Do what you once did when you were so in love with Him and so excited about Jesus. Do what you once did when you were on fire. Do what you once did when your cup was running over. Do what you once did when you were growing so fast in the faith do what you once did when your gift was stirred up. Do what you once did when yokes were being broken and you were getting set free on a day-to-day basis. Do what you once did. Do what you used to do. Pray till tears flow. When your heart was heavy and you were hurting for people, wasn't just for you, but you would pray and you would would get before God on behalf of your family because it meant something to you. Do what you once did when your heart was heavy for hurting humanity. When you gave of your time and your money because you believed that souls were important, when you planted seed for others and believed for a a harvest, your hunger and passion for change will determine if you feed and in what pastures you feed. Pastor Felix Joshua said that when he was here Uh, A few weeks back, he said, your hunger and passion for change will determine if you feed in the pastures. And I say this, your hunger and passion for change will determine what pastures you're feeding in right now. I believe there's so much that God wants to do. Yes, I feel like I'm in a holding pattern. Yes, I believe God is ready to do a new thing in us and for us. Yes, I believe those things. But until we hit the runway and until God opens up that door for us to land, I'm gonna keep dreaming. I'm gonna keep standing. I'm gonna keep believing. I'm gonna keep stirring you up. I'm gonna keep doing what God has called us to do. What do we do when we don't know what to do? We always keep walking in faith. Well, I don't know what to do right now. now. We always give a praise. We always worship Him. We always stand in faith. What am I supposed to do, Pastor Neil? You keep doing what you know to do and what He's called you to do. What if I don't feel anything when I'm doing it? Keep doing it anyway. Feeling will follow later. Keep doing what God has called you to do. Be consistent. Be faithful. We had a beautiful conversation at work this week, Shannon and I, talking about how you forget sometime all the people who came before you that were faithful and paid the way. You forget about grandmothers and granddaddies. You forget about great-grandmothers and great-granddaddies who were faithful, and they stood the test of time no matter their feelings. They stood the test of time, stood in faith, believed for you, believed for your family, believed for their grandkids, and you're a part of that right now. There's a faithfulness that comes, and until God sends breakthrough, until things change, until something happens that's different, until He stirs us in a new way, we're going to keep doing what we know we're supposed to do. There's something about God just rewarding faithfulness, even when you say, man, I don't know what, I don't know where, and I don't know when, but I know God's going to do it again. I know God is going to show himself faithful. Until then, I'm going to keep standing in the word. I'm going to keep dreaming of what God has for me. I'm going to keep believing that this isn't our best days, that our best days are still ahead of us. Somebody please say amen. I believe that our best days are still ahead of us. I believe that we're making a bigger impact than you think we are. Hallelujah. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm believing God for. Let me run over it with you real quick and I promise I'll let you go home. I won't, I won't preach the whole thing. I had two whole other things that I didn't even get to today, but that's quite all right. Keep dreaming. Dreamers keep dreaming. Dreamers refuse to have nightmares. Dreamers say, dreamers say no and dreamers say yes. Dreamers seek until they find. Keep dreaming, and when you're doing it, please, let's dream God's dream. The problem is, is people don't know what, God, uh, what, what God's dream is. God's dream is this, as in heaven, so in earth. As in heaven, so in Cedar Town. That's God's dream. That's God's dream for the earth, and how's he gonna do that? He's gonna do it through a people just like you. He's gonna do it through a people just like us. He's gonna continue to take ground and share the message and share the truth and keep dreaming of what can be. And yes, in it all, we might dream of a white Christmas, but that's the least of my concern, amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. You can stand on your feet, hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Father, we thank you for your word. I just pray that, like an explosion by the Holy Spirit, something would go off on the inside of us that would knock down every wall, every barrier to us dreaming new dreams, reaching new heights. God, we thank you that it knocks down like an explosion, every insecurity, every excuse. God, we thank you that there's Holy Spirit power that like an explosion just knocks down the logic of men, walls that have been built just to keep us out, God, we thank you for empowering a people to be all that you've called us to be. We're not looking for something on the outside. According to the word, you've already given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. And it is our heart to be pleasing unto you, to walk in your will and to walk in your way. God, I pray that you would stir dreams once again in your people even in the night season, even as we lay down to sleep, cause us to dream again. Show us your will and your way, even in the nighttime. And then open up our creative understanding so that we can touch a hurting people in this community. God, we believe for it. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, amen, amen, amen. God bless. Have a good afternoon. Be blessed.